In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Today we're speaking to Aussie singer-songwriter Belle Thompson. Now, Belle is an Australian award-winning singer-songwriter and speaker, and she's just released her new eagerly anticipated album this month. The album A New Creation is a bit of a dream come true for Belle, who's worked on the project with the Gospel Music Association and her new single and video clip A New Creation features a debut with Paul Coleman. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Now, Belle, I caught up with you recently at Easterfest. You were uh, busy, you know, performing all over the place. How have things been since Easterfest? Have you chilled out and relaxed since then? We loved Easterfest this year and it's such a great opportunity to catch up with a whole bunch of different people that you kind of can see once a year and love being a part of that. But since then, we came back and things haven't really slowed down because we launched the the new album in Coffs Harbour with a special launch concert. So pretty, yeah, Excited. pretty pumped. And our big tour has just kicked off. So Great. Is- <laughs> so the new album's called A New Creation. Tell us about it. Well, A New Creation, I guess these songs I've been writing for the last few years. So they're a collection of different experiences that I've had. And this is really, for me, this is my joy album. So when I look at albums that I've recorded previously... I I can see different struggles that I was having, different um, ways that I was just praying that the Lord would give me strength to get through different circumstances. And for me, this album was such an album of joy to write because it's really come from a place of getting through a whole bunch of those things, <laughs> seeing that God was faithful and coming out the other side with a song to sing. So a new creation is that. And of course, the new single with Paul Coleman, working with like Australian Christian music royalty. Was it cool working with him? <laughs> that was so fun. I mean, he's a really fun guy. For me, that was a dream come true because I've I grew up listening to his music and never thought I'd get a chance to work with him. But we met him in Coffs, played him a a few songs after a gig he did there and and ended up in Nashville. So, (laughs) (laughs) And I tell you what, um, I just am so impressed with the coverage you're getting. I noticed the other day that you were on Prime TV, which is like a regional TV network, with uh, Liz Penny, a friend of mine who was the reporter. How did that go? That was fun. That was so funny, though, because we had no idea that was happening. I did a gig the night before that it happened her husband was out and he said oh you should do a story and the next morning it was our day off so Phil and I Monday because we usually gig all weekend and we're (laughs) exhausted so Monday morning we're like I'm still half asleep and I get a phone call uh, you know can can we come now to your house and interview (laughs) and I looked at Phil we're like in track pants the house is a mess I've got no makeup on my hair is you know (laughs) so literally they hopped in the car and less than 20 minutes later (laughs) It's like a bomb went off in our house. Of and <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but that was pretty fun. Sometimes those last-minute things, though, can actually turn out the best, I find. Yes. So, yeah, when you're not ready for it. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, that was an unexpected blessing. <laughs> so your, your tour is uh, kicking off. Tell us about that. Where are you going to be going, performing? Mm-hmm. We're pretty excited because Phil and I, so it's my husband and I, are stepping out into a full-time touring probably for the rest of this year so we've got stuff booked up the east coast probably all the way up to far north Queensland and then we plan to go down we're booking it as we go down as far as Melbourne and 
Well, I mean, we're just pray- we're pretty open. So we're praying about where God wants us. We've got stuff, big cities, small country towns. We're playing in mining towns. We're, we're, we're going where people want us to come. So, yeah, pretty excited. Well, you mentioned your hubby, Phil. I knew Phil before you guys were together. He's, he's been a man of mine for years. <laughs> he's a pretty switched-on, charismatic, uh, fired-up businessman, you know, heart he's for ministry. Kind of, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> a, uh, and I heard that... He uh, he interviewed you at the Church of Christ in Coffs Harbour <laughs> at a concert, and there was a bit of a story behind that. Do you want to share that story? Well, that was, yeah. I, I was on tour in New South Wales a few years ago, and I played at his church. He was um, working at the church at that time, and he was one of the leaders. So he interviewed me before, before I sang and <laughs> you know, asked the standard questions and how you, you know, tell us about your tour, tell us about your CDs. And then he said, go and grab a seat because we'll get you up to sing after the church announcements. And I said, ah, I normally get worse questions than that. Like, you know, are you single? And the whole church went, ooh. And I was suddenly, I was mortified. I was like, what did I just say? So he said to me after, he was like, oh, if you knew how many people at this church have been praying for me to be the right person. Wow. He's like, so it was like they were all his wingman and I just could not get out of there. So. And was there like sparkles and angels and music? You know, at the, at the, Did you start running towards each other like you're on a beach? You well, know? I, I straight away, as soon as I said it, I was like, what did I say? I walked off the stage. So if there was angels and sparkles, I wasn't aware of it. Aww, sounds lovely though. All the girls just going, oh. It was, the, it was so funny. And so you know the amazing thing at our wedding, which was less than a year later, um, they were all there, you know, and mm. my church as well, who'd been praying for years. And, you know, both <laughs> of us just really trusting that God has got someone. It's stick on his path, stick on what he wants you to do. And really, he did in his time bring it about as we both were. Um, pursued the things he wanted us to do. Well, like I said, I've known Phil for years, and he's definitely married up. He's done very well for himself, so I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> proud of you, Phil. That's good. Uh, but it's also great for you on the road because, you know, having a, a husband... <laughs> it to- has transformed my whole life, let me tell you. And honestly, I think now that... I mean, there was some adjustment, let me tell you that. In our first, I would say our first eight months of marriage was getting used to living with someone who was quite different from ourselves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, from everything from that's not how you do the washing and that's not how you, um, <laughs> you we sleep with the window open, not closed and all of those mm, different Bella, things. I must say I can relate. I'm eight months married now, exactly. Well, that so. was the turning point for us, honestly. <laughs> At about eight months, I think we both realised, you know what, maybe it's just easier to compromise. I don't need to have things my own way. And I can tell you, since we both got to that place, it um, has gone a lot smoother. Mm. So now, to answer your question, Matt, touring is, I mean, it is a lot. My life has totally changed. Um, Having someone who's organized, who can book all the gigs, who can, it's, I I just see God's hand in it so much because so many of the things that were such a burden to me before being married, you know, being a creative person and a a musician, I'm on the phone trying to book gigs and plan tours and I'm not the most, you know, strategic or organized person. So now it's just so much smoother and he he loves being on the road as well. So And he's a gifted speaker. So we love getting to do ministry together. So, Belle, aside from your husband, Phil, what's the most unique items you would say that you travel with on the road? (laughs) If you ask my husband, Phil, he would probably say, 
Nearly everything that <laughs> I take is probably unnecessary. Okay. He's uh, in the background whispering to what her. They're having saying? a converse for a moment. We'll just give them a second to uh, converse because I'm really keen to hear what oh, well, he's got to say. He was just saying the heater is probably unnecessary. Oh. <laughs> ah, we go heater. to some cold places. Okay. Well, yeah, I can identify with that. But you know what? My husband would probably say the same thing. He always thinks I'm cold. So. Do you know what yeah. happened? It was so funny because up until... Well, last year, in our, in our first year of marriage, we were traveling in, you know, we didn't have a tour bus. We didn't have a private jet for touring, but we really felt that we were, our, our step of obedience was to step out and start doing little mini tours and stuff, still being planted in our home church, but, um, being on the road. Some mm. and all we had was a pink Nissan Micra. Ah, <laughs> that was my car before we married. It, up. <laughs> it was so funny. So you should have seen Phil's trying to cram me and the kitchen sink and everything into the car. That was some tense marriage <laughs> moments. Let me tell you. Wow. And I think I mean last year we um we had a guy come around to our place and just say I was really believing what you do. He's a, a good friend of Phil's. I've seen you on tour in the Pink Nissan Micro and have established it's probably not the most ideal. And he said, I want to give you my car. Oh, oh wow. I know. We were blown awesome. away. And so that, what kind of car did you score? Um, it's an SUV, so it's got plenty oh, of room for me and my nice, heater. Nice. And <laughs> it's Honestly, that was just one of the many ways in the last year that we've really seen God provide in mm. ways that as a pair of newlyweds, we just, you know, mm. we weren't in a position to get a new car. And But as we... Um, really, I guess, stepped out and started touring in what we had along the way. God's really, really provided for us. It's been mind-blowing for us. Well, I often find that's the case. When you do step out in faith, mm. you know, the Lord says, I'm going to reward you because you've been diligently <laughs> seeking me. I'm going to, you know. So did it have a kitchen sink in it? <laughs> I, I added it. You added it. Okay, good. That's uh, on now, the roof, Matt. No. <laughs> I, I do just want to backtrack a bit because you said something that I, I hope my wife's listening to this. So, so, so you said that you learned to compromise with your oh, husband. Your wife is lovely. That, She's yeah. a great compromiser. I'd say it's the other way around, Matt. <laughs> no, no, Rochelle, shush, shush, shush. So, so you learned to compromise with your husband to, to like, did you actually let him be the leader? Well, and, you, know, you know, it's as, amazing. As the Bible says. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me tell you, for me, there was this distinct moment. I was loading the dishwasher, and we have very different ways of loading the dishwasher, let me tell you. Mine involves throwing it in wherever it fits and never thinking about it uh, again. He's, he's got a, a specific order. place Way for everything, which yeah. I still to this day don't comprehend. <laughs> but uh, as I was putting my, my dish in that day, I thought and I was about to put it stubbornly where I think it should go, which, you know, is anywhere. And I just had this lightning bulb moment where I was like, why don't you just put it where you know he – this is actually kind mm. of an important why – don't, why don't you just – that's actually not going to hurt you to just do it yeah. his way. And it was a total revelation that's so important. to me. Yeah. That's <laughs> it becomes, very good. It becomes more trivial, doesn't it? You realise, oh, you know, that doesn't really matter and, you know, you totally. can sort of honour him by – loading the dishwasher that way. Totally, because it just doesn't <laughs> matter to me. So, And I think the other thing, we've just, we're getting better at relying on each other's strengths. So he's really good at something. So why don't I just actually leave that, you know, yeah. those mm. things in his court? And I think that's made it easier. So, Belle, how does faith actually play a role in uh, your life as an artist for you? Well, I think beyond my life as an artist, I think it's in, in a pivotal point of, of every aspect of my life. So... Before I was doing this, my faith was it was central. It's it defines the path that we're walking on. It defines the things that are important. I think as I grew as a Christian, 
it started to be reflected in every way in my music. So the songs started to reflect my faith. It started to reflect, you know, as I sorted out my own questions in faith, as you listen to my albums. So this is my fourth CD release, the one that's just out now. And as I look, listen back to my early ones, I'm wrestling with questions and I'm seeking to find God in the middle of situations that were often confusing for me as a you know teenager and young person in my 20s. And now... Even more so, I think I have such a a richer grasp on my faith and having walked through some significant trials in my 20s and come out the other end to see God's faithfulness, Mm. in every way I I want my songs to reflect that and I want there to be a message of encouragement for other people who are going through similar situations. And, Belle, I've seen you perform live and I know you like to, you know, do some worship. I I remember seeing you lead worship a couple of years ago and I thought, wow. And and I actually had to look up twice because I thought, hang on, is that Darlene Check? Because... You know, you got the blonde hair. You got, you know, you got the moves like that's that. quite the compliment. <laughs> uh, you could, you know, you could write a song like "Shout to the Lord" one day. Hey, <laughs> that, would, that would be great. <laughs> uh, so you've got a heart for worship in your concerts. You're a great storyteller. I love the way you tell your stories in between your songs and how you wrote the songs and everything. Uh, so I guess uh, I, I want to know what's the the vision you have for a concert when you perform somewhere. Mm-hmm. What what? How do you want to impact people uh, when they go home? What should they be saying about that concert? How, how will they be changed uh, by seeing you perform? Sure. Well, for me, encouragement is one of the main things. My I want my experience and the songs that I've written out of that to be an encouragement to other people who are in similar places. I think as well, for me, the, the worship side of it, so mixing in some of that along with my story just gives people an opportunity to respond. So the other main thing is to allow space for people to connect with Jesus in their own journey and on their own walk. So I would hope if people would go away from the concert, not just being more familiar with my walk with God, but having had an opportunity for them to connect personally with God and create that space for that to happen. Mm. Well, I reckon you're a history maker, Belle, and uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you in the studio with us. And uh, if people want to connect with you, are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all, all those of things? the above? All of the above. If you go to <laughs> if you go to www.bellthompson.com, and it's Belle is B E L Thompson T H O M S O N, and then there's all the details there. Facebook is Belle Thompson Official. So yeah, we as we go on tour this year, we're going to be posting photos and keeping people up to date with the often crazy and harebrained adventures that happen on the road between Phil and I. Sounds great. I must say, though, I wish you were still in the pink car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been such a blessing to catch up with you today and uh, we'll hope to uh, follow you along your tour and uh, see... Uh, all the uh, the adventures of Belle and Phil, the Tomos on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for chatting with us, Belle. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. 
Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.